Well, it's that time of the fortnight. We've got pharmacy moments now with uh, our good mate from the Queenstown Medical Union Pharmacy, Chris Walpole, joining us this morning. You're taking over the airwaves, mate. You were on Taz Talks yesterday, and now you're back with us again. It seems like that, um, Skurv. It's uh, it's been a a busy time, but a good time, though. It's Uh, good. Absolutely. Well... Yeah, I mean, we've had a little bit of, uh, I guess, uh, we'll touch on COVID, I guess. We've had a little bit of a, a huge issue, a bit of a huge issue down here with the uh, latest Omicron and the um, obviously the outbreak. Um, uh, are you guys busy in in terms of that? Are you selling lots of, um, uh, you know, the kits and that sort of thing? Yeah, lots of rapid antigen tests yes. uh, being um, being sold through our business, um, Skirvo. Of course, uh, the um, free... RAT tests still continue on until 31st of July yes. um, for people who are on concession card holders, people who have a DVA entitlement. Um, they receive those uh, rapid antigen tests for free, so they still continue. But yes, we are churning quite a number through. Lots of cough and cold products yes. uh, churning through as well too, Scurvo. Lots of symptom advice um, that we're providing people as well at this time. So it's very busy. Yes, Absolutely, can understand that, and of course, with the flu going on down here as well, yeah, it's a. Uh, is it is it is it busier than ever, than than you've ever known it though? With with this this with the COVID and the flu down here, and I believe there's gastro down here as, as well at the moment. Oh yeah, there's there's no doubt about it. Yeah. I think the the business has uh, is, is, has picked up. Mm. Um, we're seeing a lot more chronic disease in our community, yep. um, in addition to what we see with circulating influenza and COVID nineteen. The COVID nineteen situation. So, yes, the churn is is high. There's no mm. doubt about it. The activity's up. Yep, that's right. All right. Well, we, a main subject that I thought we'd talk about today are painkillers. Uh, when I was growing up, the only ones I could think of were pretty much the Panadol and the old Disprin or the Aspirin. But you go to the chemist now, and a lot of them are behind the counter, aren't they? And there are so many brands and so many different. Um, styles of um, painkillers around it really has uh, grown over the last 10 or 20 years or so, hasn't it? Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Um, As you're alluding to, uh, there are um, anti-inflammatory medicines that people can can purchase simply over the counter. And there are also uh, anti-inflammatory medicines that can be purchased as a pharmacist-only medicine. In Mm. other words, the the transaction has to go through uh, the pharmacist. And uh, so those medications, of course, vary from ibuprofen, which is a, a simple um, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory agent used for managing pain, um, to diclofenac or Voltaren, which is a Schedule Three medicine used for uh, treating um, chronic and inflammatory yeah. pain. And there's also uh, other types of um, anti-inflammatories as well, what's known as the COX-2 or cyclooxygenase type 2 inhibitors, um, Scurvo, which can be used for managing um, pain and inflammation. Some of those are on prescription. Drugs like Celebrex or Celecoxib, for example, um, are used. Meloxicam, these sorts of things are prescription only. And obviously um, there's um, various things that people need to, uh, when um, taking these medications or purchasing them, whether they've just discovered them for the first time, say the new pain ones that are out, obviously if you've got to work out whether they're safe for children or whether the, you know they don't clash with, um, with, other, um, with other medications as well. For example, I have high blood pressure and I take blood pressure medication, I can't take Nurofen. So um, I guess that's where you come in as the pharmacist. You need to let people know and give them advice on what they can and cannot take. Yeah, that's an important part of our role, um, Scovo. So yes, anti-inflammatories, of course, um, in a liquid form can be used in children. And uh, we're here to advise 
um, parents, mums and dads on um, what volume, what dose to give children in a situation where they may have a, have pain or they might have fever. And as you're alluding to, in adults, scurvo anti-inflammatories can have um, significant um, interactions with not mm. only disease states, but they can also interact directly with other medications as well. So when we're talking about anti-inflammatories with, say, anticoagulants such as such as warfarin or rivaroxaban, yeah. um, these sorts of treatments which are used as blood thinners, even aspirin, um, anti-inflammatories can increase the risk of bleeding in, in patients who take these two medicines together. Uh, and also, as you're alluding to there, Scovo, with um, blood pressure medication, um, anti-inflammatories um, in long-term use can actually um, increase blood pressure. Ah, okay. So the way they do that, Scovo, it's a bit like um, a, a pipe. If you narrow the, um, the diameter of a pipe, water will flow through uh, much more slowly and will increase mm. pressure if you reduce the diameter of the size of the pipe. It's a bit like that with the, with the cardiovascular system. So when you take an anti-inflammatory drug, the size of the vessels reduces. So therefore, when the size of the vessels reduce, that reduces blood pressure, uh, sorry, reduces um, blood supply to the kidneys. And what happens is the kidneys flag that your blood pressure is low. So what the kidneys therefore do is they increase the reabsorption of, um, of products back into the, into the, into the um, cardiovascular okay. system, and they actually increase blood pressure. So uh. what happens is that people can end up with edema and bloating, and uh, their blood pressure can go up, you see, and that's right. with long-term use. So what's important in that situation is to make sure that people aren't taking anti-inflammatories for too long if they have poorly controlled blood pressure because yeah. it can increase it. And if someone who's got heart failure, for example, so in a heart failure situation where um, a person's heart is not pumping as effectively as what it should be, when you've got heart failure, you can end up with you know, puffy ankles. If, mm. Depending on the, the type of heart failure you've got, you can end up with puffy ankles and or you can have some congestion in the chest and you can't breathe very well. Mm. So in these types of people, anti-inflammatories are very, very much used as liberally as possible um, because what that can do is anti-inflammatories can worsen the heart failure. You see, they pull and cause peripheral um, edema or edema in the system and that puts more pressure on the cardiovascular system which puts more pressure on the heart and makes the heart failure worse. So anti-inflammatories have their role, yes, but they also have to be monitored very, very closely in terms of their adverse effects. Mm, yep, no, that's, uh, that's a good point. Now, I'm wanting to know, um, we were talking about heart then, but what about the kidneys? Because uh, obviously with a lot of medication that people are on, uh, depending on what time of life they are as well, um, how are the kidneys affected by it? Are they affected by pain relief medication at all? Yes, they can. So when we're talking about lots of different types of medicines that we can take for managing blood pressure, we can we can to coin a phrase, pull a number of levers when it comes to managing someone's blood pressure. We can either use a medicine that increases the size of the vessels, which can uh, drop the blood pressure down. Yep. We can use medicines that act on the kidneys to scurvy okay. to um, cause dilation of the um, of the of of arteries and therefore reduce blood pressure. We can use medicines to act on the heart, which will slow the heart down and therefore reduce blood pressure by that means. And we can use multiple types of blood pressure medications in order to do that. And when we add in an anti-inflammatory into that mix, it can cause complications. So it can cause, you know, direct interactions with the medicines themselves mm. and can also cause what's known as pharmacodynamic interactions where it okay. actually can worsen a person's disease state. So mm. in the worst case scenario, Scurvo, when it comes to our kidneys, anti-inflammatories long-term when used with certain types of blood pressure medicines can put the kidneys under enormous pressure. Yeah. And you can actually, in the long-term, run the risk of going into a kidney failure. 
by using an anti-inflammatory long-term with certain yes. types of blood pressure medicines. So what's important is, is the role of a pharmacist in monitoring um, a person's use of their medicines, making sure that the um, appropriate blood tests are being taken, that um, our GPs who are involved, of course, in the transactions with our customers, uh, monitoring um, people's kidney functions moving forward, you monitor the filtration rate of the kidneys to make sure they're not being injured as a result of taking long-term anti-inflammatories. So this is not to say that um, taking anti-inflammatories is a bad thing, Scurvey. They do have their place in therapy. Mm. They're they're wonderful for managing pain. They're wonderful for managing inflammation. But what's important here is that we're monitoring the use of these medicines to make sure that they're not harming people. So when in doubt, I mean, we go back to the humble Panadol with the paracetamol. Is that the most... Would it be the most highly recommended pain relief medication, would you think? It it is very, very highly used. There's no doubt about it. But in terms of paracetamol, paracetamol is one of the safest medicines you can use. It doesn't affect um, kidney function too much. It does affect liver, but only in very, very high doses. So high doses of paracetamol over and above what would normally be recommended. That's 4,000 milligrams per day is the maximum dose of paracetamol that one can take. Mm. If that dose is exceeded then uh, that causes liver dysfunction. So you can end up, you know, someone takes a you know, a very, very high dose of, um, yes. of paracetamol. That can be very bad for liver function. Yes. But other than that, paracetamol is safe. It's really effective. Mm. It works well in certain types of pain and uh, is, a, is a very, very good, as you said, uh, treatment that we've been using for long periods of time. Wonderful yeah. in children for fevers yep. Yep. Um, and coughs and colds and things like that as part of the, our armamentarium for managing colds and flus and fevers and temperatures in, in kids. Wonderful for the whole family. But what's important is to make sure that the paracetamol is in, in the medicine yes. cabinet, put away out of, um, out of yes. the sight of children because we, don't want, we want to try and minimise harm no. in our community where yep. possible. Interestingly, while we're talking, Scurvo, there was a, a safety report in January 2019 that pointed to the fact that there were 250,000 hospital admissions per year from medication-related wow. problems costing the public health purse $1.4 billion. Goodness me. And there were 400,000 additional presentations to emergency departments. So what this is telling us, Scurvo, is that this is as a result of medication misadventures. So this is a side effect of a medicine. It's an interaction that's gone on between medicines in the body. Um, it's, a, it's an adverse effect that has caused a person to be admitted mm. into hospital. Mm. So it costs the system an enormous amount of money, and that's where us as pharmacists, we have a really important role in medication safety to ensure that people understand what mm. they're taking and uh, take their medicines properly, and we make sure that um, harm is minimised where possible. And don't mix them with alcohol. I mean, it's common sense, isn't it? But, um, you know, just in case people weren't aware, it's just... It's just you don't want to take the risk. That's right. Yeah, there are certain types of medicines that can directly directly inter- interfere um, with high levels of alcohol. Either the medication can be reduced in its effect or, or the medication can become quite mm. toxic uh, when used with alcohol. It can cause... You know, impairments of judgment, it can cause increased drowsiness, yep. you know, all these t- sorts of effects that um, can impair one's capacity to be able to function. So, yes, alcohol is an important um, one to consider. And also what's important here again, uh, Scurvo, is if um, anyone needs any advice in terms of um, alcohol consumption and how that could impact on their medication and in- impact on their overall health, encouraged to contact 
um, us at the Queenstown Medical yep. Union and uh, happy to speak to one of the girls or even to speak to me about it. Not yes. a problem. And as always, the old advice, which has been around since I was a little boy, if uh, pain uh, can, continues, see your doctor. That's exactly right. Yes. Or you can also see your pharmacist All the pharmacists as well. Pharmacist too, as well. Yeah. Certain types of over-the-counter <laughs> interventions. But obviously, yes. of course, if... As a pharmacist, if we, we've only got a certain amount of medicines that we yes. are able to use in that scenario, uh, and if we've exhausted those options, then um, it's often a doctor's referral um, for uh, other types of stronger types yes. of medicines to manage pain. Excellent. Well, I noticed uh, it was on our Facebook page the other day. You've already started thinking about Christmas at the uh, Queenstown Medical Union Pharmacy. You've got these little Christmas packs already right there <laughs> <laughs> as ideas. I know it's Christmas in July, but uh, yeah, well, you're getting ahead of us, mate. Oh, look. I think we want to uh, we want to do some things that create a smile, yeah. create some happiness during this this challenging time yeah. with COVID nineteen and influenza circulation and all the yes, issues right. going yes. on internationally and nationally yes. that are you know um, that's really um, creating a negative impact on our community. And what we want to do is to at least bring a smile to a child's face yeah. or bring some smile to the people who walk through the door. And if we can offer some products that um, people wish to buy in advance before Christmas to keep people happy and they can have them wrapped up in the corner somewhere Absolutely, in the house yeah, why not? It's got to be a good thing, Skirbo, <laughs> to, to do that, doesn't it, really? Absolutely. <laughs> All right, mate. Well, thanks for joining us today. It's been uh, great to talk to you as always. We'll catch up with, an, uh, with you in another couple of weeks. Thanks, mate. Look forward to it. Good on you. Chris Walpole from Queenstown Medical Union Pharmacy joining us this morning for another Pharmacy Moments at 7XS.